Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. the show where we grind up your ideas into a smooth mix throw that into our vape machine and fucking rip on that for a sweet tasty high <laughs> carl sagan carl sagan would be proud <laughs> we rip it carl sagan style <laughs> with your ideas i'm uh, ryan and i'm buying your ideas off of some dude in uh, off the street because uh where i live ideas like that are illegal <laughs> I'm Cody, and ideas like that are actually legal here, so I just go into the 7-Eleven on the corner, and I buy your ideas. Oh, jeez. And then I throw them away, because I don't believe in doing drugs. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't like, he doesn't want those ideas. I buy them, and I burn them, but not to smoke. I wear a mask, so I don't accidentally in, uh, inhale any of the fumes. Yeah, good idea. Just for your friends. Mm-hmm. 30% of my, my income goes to buying and burning <laughs> drugs. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. Damn. Just yeah, that's to get him up the street. That's very charitable of you. Um, I'm Stephen, and I don't. I feel like I mean, where I am, it's also illegal. But I'm thinking about ways to make it legal or to just make it easier. Mm. You know, to get those okay. ideas out of people. You yeah, know, I, I'm thinking of that idea masher to really to really extract the ideas right out of people's brains. It might kill people in the process. Yeah, I'm looking to go straight to the source if I can. Yeah. You gotta break a few eggs. Smoke them right out of your head, right through your ear. Oh, or just shit. pull it right out. Just there pull it right out of their skull. Just be, a, just be a vape pyre, a vaping vampire. Farm fresh. That's good. Just vape, vape the ideas straight from your head. It's like that dream juice in Harry Potter. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I would guarantee you somebody tried to vape that shit at some point. <laughs> Somebody's definitely smoked that dream juice. <laughs> are, are we just talking about DMT? Talking yeah, that's about? basically it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like straight up okay. like mushroom juice. Um, so what we do is we solicit your ideas off of the internet and then we mash them together into one bigger, better world. So your ideas become our ideas in a way, but Hey, isn't that better for everybody? So let's hop in and see what we've got here. Uh, chef Robert Irvine has said, every time you break a bone, you can see 30 seconds into the future. Um, which is it your own future? <laughs> That's just you screaming on the ground for a while. <laughs> oh. Oops, still broken. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I've never broken a bone. I've hurt myself in lots of other ways. That might happen. Like, yeah, the the trauma, the stress from breaking the bone, mm, just like. But you just forget it. You forget that you're thirty seconds in the future. 
you black out. But is that what happens though? Like when you're in so much pain in in our reality that like all you can do is scream and black out. Is that time traveling in a way? It kind of is time traveling. Like you, you're seeing into the future, but you you've totally lost that thirty seconds from from the present. Like you just you jumped ahead. I mean, as long as you consider going. As long as you consider going forward into the future at a rate of one second per second, I think we are tra- time traveling pretty much constantly. Well, yeah, I mean, by nature. But it did just say view the future. So I'm sure if you like, say for instance, oh my God, for instance, I could. Th- there's a pretty good practical application for this. You're on the Secret Service and the the president's delivering a speech. <laughs> you got to break his fingers. And you got to watch. You got to watch all the angles, man. You oh, can't okay. let your guard down for a second. So he just has a stream of people he pays to break just their break toes. His- <laughs> so they can make sure that no one's going to shoot the president within the next 30 seconds but if you're running solo on the mission you got to like break every finger of yours like <laughs> you got to like really plan it out and be like well that probably happens okay i could break this knuckle i could break this joint i can break this one Oof. i imagine you probably get compensated pretty handsomely for a job well yeah, done yeah they pay you they pay you well yeah mm-hmm. unlimited cast uh, they 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 pump you full of those those bone juice uh, so this is DNA something stuff. that you can spam then, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you can probably cumulatively, like if you got in a bad car accident, you see like a good minute and a half to five minutes into the future. So if, you ever, if you're ever in a situation where you like snap out of seeing a week into the future, you're probably... Oh, you're dead. Like that's... Dead? Yeah, you're dead by <laughs> the point. Pretty fucked. Yeah. yeah. Like you, there's no coming back from that. You the, the momentum of being launched that far into the future is... That's it. Regardless of the fact that you your just bones see, are you just see your own crushed. funeral, you yeah. see your own funeral a week later. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Maybe there are some people who like that. Maybe there are some people who are like, oh, I wonder how many people are going to show up at my funeral. Mm, just jump off a building. So they break all their bones. Uh huh. Yeah. Would you really want to know though? Is there ever enough people at your funeral? But if you see it from like your own perspective, are you just seeing it from the inside of a coffin? Oh, good point. Yeah. Unless it's an open casket. Yeah. But it's probably not going to be if you jumped off a building. <laughs> so you see okay hold on you see 30 seconds into the future but how long is that glimpse mm-hmm. just one frame see that's what i'm saying is like when you black out like from the pain of having a broken bone you're just transported 30 seconds into the future and you're stuck there from then on yeah well that's what i mean is it yeah it could be permanent mm-hmm. which is basically what happens when you sleep you just time travel into the future but you're stuck there you can see into the future but you're stuck there there's no way to get back and tell everybody how how shitty it is the next day, or that it's gonna rain. God, I gotta go to work again. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> the work keeps coming. I can't get back to my present time to tell everybody. It just it never stops. I I I I keep trying to break all my bones to escape it. <laughs> the work it came back. Boss says, "Hey, I know that trick too. You can't get out of work that way." <laughs> There's got to be some pretty good, like just everyday applications for this, right? Yeah. Oh, what if what if you need to Oh, this is a great way to like Hold on. Can you alter the timeline if you don't like what you see within those 30 seconds? Mm, or Well, can you It sounds like you're only viewing it. I'm not sure that you have any ability to Well, well, let's say hypothetically you're about to eat a scone and you have reason to believe that this scone uh, might be poisoned, it's but poisonous. it's like a really delicious smelling scone, mm-hmm. so you want to eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you smash your hand. Yeah, right before you jam it in your mouth, you smash your hand and break a couple bones. And then you see into the future, but like, if your decision eventually is not to eat the scone in the future, do you just see yourself not eating the scone? Or do you see yourself eating it and being poisoned and then decide not to eat it? Oh, I know. That's an infinite. It's, yeah, that's a that's an infinite conundrum there. Like, you've got – that's a paradox. Because if you took your own advice and didn't eat it, 
you're not eating it. And you go back into your own time and then you eat it because you didn't think you needed to take your own advice. So, yeah, I don't think this really, like, unless it's, hap- unless it's like, pure happenstance. Because in that situation, you are specifically going into it with the idea of trying, of, like, potentially course correcting, you know? This makes uh, fist fights a, a real debacle, a real pickle. Here. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just God. a real sticky widget, because you 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 got to be really careful. Because if you go overboard and break somebody's bone, you have given them an edge. Yeah, sure. yeah, they know what's coming. They know what's coming. Yeah, next. but as lo- as long as they can't alter the course of it, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what that's what's curious. They just pop out of it with a look of horror on their like, face. Oh shit! I am not winning this one. <laughs> is is the future that they see like truly set in stone? Like, well, I'm about to take uh, a blow real hard to the dick, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that you have, I mean, in some timeline, you did get your ass kicked. But I think when you go back to your own timeline, you have the, the ability to course correct it. So you can steer that ship a little but bit. But what what if, what if like we were saying earlier, you know, you're you there for 30 seconds. And by the time you come back, it's that moment and you don't have time to course correct. You know? You, you, you glimpse into the future. You glimpse 30 seconds into the future for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then it takes 30 seconds to get back again. Just like it takes, a, if you walk a mile in one direction, it takes a mile to get back to where you were. That's the exact So same a good principle. way to torture someone would be to break every one of their bones in 30 second intervals. Just slowly break their bones. Yeah. Not, not that slowly. That'd be pretty fast, actually. To break one every 30 seconds, that's pretty fucking fast. You can get like a steamroller, you know, just like <laughs> fucking roll over a person bottom to top. The old Who Framed Roger Rabbit oh, ending. Man. Yeah. Just the you slow know. crush. Only, only you're not a cartoon, so... Yeah, but you will get to see 30 seconds into the future. Yeah. That's a real bummer. As the steamroller crushes your skull. Yeah, but I feel at some point you're going to see 30 seconds into the future and there's just not going to be anything to see because you're going to be dead. <laughs> so it's like you literally get to witness your own afterlife. Or what if, oh my God, that that's a good point. What if <laughs> the military starts doing this to people so they can start to unravel the mysteries of death? Mm, what happens? So they break, pe- they break people's bones and kill, like... I guess they probably have a pretty limited window here, but they try to like. What did you I guess, see? Break what did you bones. see? Yeah, exactly. Inter- <laughs> interrogate them for like three seconds before they have to off them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was fucking your mom for all eternity, you piece of shit. <laughs> She's a real whore. Yeah, I feel like that's um. There's gonna be a lot of caveats because you never really know if anybody's gonna lie to you about that. That's true. Because they also, at some point, they also, at some point, if they don't do it right, they saw them coming back. They saw them being interrogated right before they die. So they know where it's going. Not unless that's before the 30-second time period. Could be. I mean, you'd have to map that out pretty pretty good. Because if you do it's it wrong, military. if you do it wrong, then that person sees what's going on. And then... It's not that the military wouldn't do it wrong. It's that they would do it so many times that eventually they'd get it right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> You right. know? Yeah. And that's what scares me. What scares me is the the animals that can do this. Because it's not just humans, right? Uh, I guess so. That's true. I don't know why it scares me. I can't put myself in a situation where I'm breaking <laughs> an animal's bone. And them seeing 30 seconds into the future is a a bad thing for me. Yeah, it's know. it's really most terrifying out of humans. Maybe monkeys. Wait, okay, wait, wait. Are you saying that if you break somebody else's bone, you get to three see 30 seconds into the future? <laughs> Oh, wait, does it specify it has to be your every own bone? Every time you break a bone. <laughs> every time you break a bone. Oh, my God. Man, people would just be carrying around birds and just, like, <laughs> smashing them. Like, 
I mean, does it have to be a bone that's currently in a living being? Because there's a lot of those. It doesn't even specify. I'm willing to interpret this broadly. This would make that one movie uh, next with Nicolas Cage so much more interesting. If he's just carrying around a bag of femurs that he's snapping yeah. over his knees. Yeah. Or just a bag of rats that he slams onto a table whenever he wants to. It's what I, 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 I hate animal <laughs> violence, but there's something real hilarious about a dude with just like a jacket filled with pigeons that he just, he just pulls him. one out and smashes it in his hand. Uh, oh, maybe that's how magicians work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're in on this. They figured it out. Oh, that's too bad. This took a pretty dark turn. Um, I know. I um, I think we should throw something else into here and see what it does. Um, all right. So, user twelve time Tony says, tandem activities are all the rage. So I'm guessing like doing stuff with other people. That is either that or doing two activities at the same time. Two activities, tandem activities. <laughs> it, it, I, I interpret that to either be like tandem skydiving, like activities where you're strapped to another person. Mm-hmm. Or doing two things at the same time, like plate spinning and... Eating a burrito off of it. Yes, that's a, that's a good activity <laughs> that I like Eat, to do. Eating a burrito <laughs> off a spinning plate. Or doing your taxes um, at the same time. Hey, what are you good. doing tonight? Oh, I got a few activities planned. Like what? At least oh, two. Eating a burrito is one of them. <laughs> but what if, if you're eating a spinning plate burrito and you are tied to another person who has to do the same, like they have to perform all the same actions you are? Well, that's 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 like tandem tandem activity so it's double tandem yeah exactly yeah tandem activities that's, that's synchronized tandem well i guess if it's all the rage yeah people are probably going to take it to that the more level. tandem but yeah the more tandem you can stack in this man yeah tandem jobs it's 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 what people are all about mm-hmm. yeah I, I i interpret it as more like the tandem bike thing where like you do a thing with a person that's like you both do the same thing on the thing or with the thing at the same time yeah, but picture how much more interesting that would be to ride a, a single-seated bike together just strapped to each other. <laughs> I feel like a lot of activities that we do are tandem already. Like, if you go out to dinner with somebody, that's technically like a tandem activity. Yeah. What about sex? That's never involved another person for me. No. But 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 like the way a, a tandem bike has, you know, big bars separating the, the gears, you know, locking everything together. Here mm-hmm. you have your arms connected by just a big metal bar. <laughs> and every time one person moves their arm, the other person. It's like that that Michael Jackson and all his dolls, oh, you know, yeah. dancing with all the all yeah. the things, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly all, what yeah, it connected is. Connected to him. Yeah. That's not a bad deal, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, man. This would be, again, fist fighting would be a real pickle in this. <laughs> if it's like. Watch, watch my back. <laughs> uh, and every time your buddy gets a leg broken or whatever, he's like, watch out. He's got a mean right hook. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's throw another one in here. Let's just really stir the pot on this. Tosser's Delight says All paintings do that weird Dorian Gray thing. I don't know what that Dorian Gray thing is. Like the 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 portrait of Dorian Gray? Yeah, it's where you don't age, but the painting does. Yeah. And you have to keep it a secret from your friends and uh-huh. then eventually murder them. So wait, so it's all paintings, so even like the painting of a horse? Is that a spoiler alert? Have you, wait, how have you like made it through life without ever hearing about Dorian Gray? I've heard the name, I've just never read or seen it or whatever is happening. With did, did you ever see like that terrible movie with Sean Connery, The, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No. Mm. Wow. Uncultured. There's a lot of like references in the media to the 
picture of Dorian Gray, the painting portrait, whatever. Uh, I guess just been living my life as a colorless gray palette of nothingness without having. He's like a he's like a sexy hot dude who there's a painting of. Yeah. And it's it's like the painting's aging and getting all fucked up and weird, and but he stays young forever. I do. Uh, I will say, and I to have, kill him, you have to like stab the painting because he's immortal. Yeah, I have a painting of Tom Selleck that lives in my living room. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on. Like an sl- actual an actual painting. It's bit yes, it was hand painted by some some human being in paint. Is it oil? Uh, I don't know. Acrylic. It, it looks like oil. Yeah. Oh my god! It's got he's got a magnificent mustache, and he looks How like he never brought this up before. Of course, he has a magnificent mustache. What other? He looks like he should be holding a cigar, and I have begun to suspect that something similar is going on. Just <laughs> the cigar, <laughs> like slowly smoking. You know, I feel like he's really he's been staring at me lately, oh. and I just get. I get well, sleepy. Is the painting aging? Because that's a that's a telltale sign right there. No, no. I feel like I'm aging, and the painting is getting younger. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's a reverse Dorian Gray situation. It found a yeah, new host. Yeah, it's very, it's similar. It's it's similar, but yeah, he's he's sucking my energy away. But I can't. I just can't bring myself to th- to throw him away. You know. I say I say kind of just let it do its thing for a while. Yeah. I say just because, like, if if it if it's going to perform the way I think it will, the way it would make make sense, you will eventually turn into Tom Selleck. Oh, that's uh, true. And a, a portrait of you will replace it on the wall. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you got you bring up an excellent point here. So just just go with it. Or it might just be kind of like a life force battery sort of a situation. So I imagine that if you eat the painting of Tom Selleck, you get all those years back. You know. I'll keep it. I'll keep it around for that emergency situation when I know I'm just on my. Ryan, if that were any other painting, that would make sense. But like, it, like I'm totally down to eat a painting, especially if it means getting my life back. But I don't think I could eat a Tom Selleck painting. We'll just cut the mustache out and eat that part because that's where the the I, juice is. No, that's my problem. I don't want to destroy a Tom Selleck okay. painting. Well, then just leave the mustache and eat the rest. It no, is a, <laughs> it is a beautiful work of art. I got to admit. Stephen, how have you never brought this up before? We, this is the 34th episode, and we have never mentioned the you Tom haven't, Selleck. You haven't been, I get, yeah, I mean, you haven't been in my home in quite a while, because I've been living with this thing for... I still feel like we've had plenty of opportunities to bring this up. Haven't we? I feel like we've even discussed Tom Selleck on the show before. <laughs> I'm imagining that the painting of Tom Selleck on your wall is done at a fifth grade level, and it's really just any guy with a mustache, but you've chosen to interpret it as Tom Selleck. Hey, I will, I will... I will send. We can we can have my painting of Tom Selleck as a part of the the art for this show. I'll send it over to Cody. Is it is it an original though? Is it like a print or is it an actual real painting? No, it's a real painting. Oh my god! You should god. take that to the road show, like the antiques road show. Is it for sale? No, my friend my friends found it in a uh, a some sort of yeah some sort of like antique shop or something. Holy oh shit! Oh my god! And I ended up with it. Because it, it lived in my closet for a long time. Yes, this specimen right here is a real treat. <laughs> the mustache alone is worth $5,000. <laughs> the fact that you've expended uh, 27 life years into it, it increases the value by about $3,000. You'll notice the quality of the brush strokes on the mustache. <laughs> Whoever painted this put a lot of time and effort into getting Great it just right. Great deal of love was put into that mustache. <laughs> Not so much any other part of the painting, but the mustache itself is quite fine. You can you can see it has absorbed an entire small white boy. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, wow, yeah. I need to get that painting off you someday. Oh, shit. Well, all paintings do that weird Dorian Gray thing, so... Um, it, if it's all paintings, Stephen has this painting of Tom Selleck. Um, I doubt Stephen's the only guy who has a painting of Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, this would be a bad thing for, for anyone, because if, like, like the painting, like the portrait of Dorian Gray, if you stab the painting, he dies. Yeah. So that means if I you want to kill someone, all you have to do is paint a picture of him <laughs> yeah. and stab it. Yeah. That's, this is this is a dangerous world. But who would stab a picture of Tom Selleck? Imagine if, like, you paint a picture of your favorite dog, and then your house catches on fire. Ah, uh, I mean, and there's but nobody's nobody's in the house, and your dog's out, like, in the safety of the street. You gotta rush in and save the painting of your dog. Dog is dog is safely, yeah, dog is safely in the yard. All of a sudden, your your dog catches a blaze. Oh, that's how you know you're in trouble. Is if like there's a guy out on your front yard with an easel. And he's just like looking in your window and furiously painting. <laughs> the beautiful art and craft of painting would definitely have to be outlawed in this world. Well, okay, yeah. so how yeah, did? It... Okay, so I've never, again, I, I've never read or seen or whatever this this deal. So, um, how was how was the painting made? Is it that it was painted so perfectly, or did he paint it himself, or was that ever addressed in any? fashion you know what i read the book in high school but i forgot every goddamn part of it yeah i haven't i haven't read it in in probably 10 years pretty much the only thing i remember about it is the detail that the art that the author put into the curtains of the drawing room because there's literally a chapter about the curtains in the drawing room oh, yeah there was, he, there's a lot of weird yeah. repressed homosexuality and <laughs> i mean I, w- I don't know if i would call it repressed there's some overt homosexuality. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty blatant. There's, yeah. There's some. Yeah. There's some actual. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Oh yeah. Well, um, so I guess it doesn't really matter how it's made because I mean the rule just says all paintings do that weird Dorian Gray thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even paintings of like like finger paintings. Yeah. I'm okay. So like okay. So check this out. Say that you went and bought like a Jackson Pollock or something like that. You know, just like a real splatter fest painting. What is it's it's doing a Dorian Gray thing with something. So what if that accidentally like perfectly replicated the amygdala of like your grandma or something like that? Like, well, maybe maybe abstract art, like the painting just sort of reaches for whatever is the intent close to what it thinks it might be. Yeah, exactly. So like what if you could kill an abstract idea Um, like money or or like happiness? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> as long as this painting is okay happiness is preserved forever but if anyone stabs the happiness painting all happiness and all, all people happiness. die well, okay so wait if you've got a picture of Tom Selleck though and your neighbor has a picture of Tom Selleck and I stab my picture of Tom Selleck and you guys still have <laughs> yeah. pictures of Tom Selleck I mean is he alive or did he just lose one you get, no I think I think you've got a horcrux situation on your hands yeah that, that's, you gotta break that's them definitely the, yeah you gotta kill you them you gotta all. kill all the Tom Selleck paintings if you want to take on Tom Selleck the more famous the more famous a person <laughs> is the harder they are to kill yeah because there's a lot of maybe he ages there. slightly like a day or something like that if you do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but you gotta round you gotta you gotta rustle up all the Tom Selleck paintings yeah it's a and some some of those, I mean, they're they're in museums, you know. It's, it's not going to be easy to get in Miami. It's not going to be it's not going to be easy to get every every Tom Selleck that's out there. Yeah, yeah. True. Go to the the Miami Art Museum, and you'll find a mm-hmm. whole gallery dedicated <laughs> to Tom Selleck. They call this the the Selleck Wing. 
I bet it's insanely hard to kill astronauts because every time they make a space mission, they just like jettison portraits of, of themselves out into the void of space. Well, do the do the portraits have to breathe? Uh, That's a good point. Because I yeah. feel like you could those paintings could be suffocating out there. We certainly don't know what radiation in space would does to paint. I mean, that's true. It's yeah, true. There's, there's any number of ways paint could or space could be destroying these paintings that we don't space know. Space is a dangerous place. Well, that's why they, they okay. So they put them in a lead box and bury them on the dark side of the moon. I guarantee you, every time. Is there any more oxygen there than in space, <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, but I'm confused. It, so did somebody like i mean did in what the, about in lead the portrait, poisoning i can't imagine it's healthy to be surrounded by lead all the time in the portrait of dorian gray did somebody throw like a trash bag over the top of the portrait and like seal it up real good and like <laughs> I, I don't think so snuff him out i think he covered it i think he covered it with something at some point like a cloth like but it was a very breathable cloth and then did he did he did he go blind did he go blind and get really hot and stuffy no he just stayed young yeah and, and beautiful so I, I feel like it's the act of destroying the the portrait, less than the than the amount of oxygen or sunlight that, that it's getting. Fair, fine, fine. <laughs> it's so it's kind of like it's kind of like voodoo dolls, really. Yeah, it's like advanced mm-hmm. voodoo dolls. There's probably a lot of Only tandem, better. a lot of tandem portraits being made though at the same time. Yeah, a lot of paint nights. A lot of paint nights. A lot of wine oh, yeah. paint nights. Okay, well, what about what about uh, just objects out in the world, out in the wild? Because I know at a lot of wine paint nights, they they often, at least here, paint the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or city skylines and bowls of fruit. But you know, maybe it's not that destroying the painting, does it? Because like in the in the painting of Portrait of Dorian Gray, God, I do not know the title. <laughs> <laughs> the painting. They stab Dorian. him in the painting, and, and the dude like falls out of the painting. Okay, oh. so if you stab the painting of the babe of the bridge of the golden gate bridge uh it's just like would it just be like any other dagger stabbing the golden gate bridge and just sort of clinks off of it or you probably chip the paint on it pretty good maybe Mm -hmm. a big chunk falls off so that's not as bad yeah that that comforts me a little bit at least you know what he should have done he should have painted himself or gotten whoever to paint him to paint himself in like armor yeah oh yeah and then would like (laughs) bounced right off (laughs) just Mm -hmm. plate mail I mean, is... paint. I painted a bulletproof pane of glass <laughs> over the painting, and he, he never would have been able to see how old and hideous the painting was getting anyway, because it would have been covered in armor. That would have made it so much better. Paint... I'm going to be suspicious of any paintings of armor from this point yeah. on. I painted myself with superpowers. So... Problem solved. I, yeah, this is the painting of me bulletproof. Yeah. I painted Superman, and then I painted my face on him, <laughs> and then I painted a mustache <laughs> on it so I could be like uh, Tom Selleck. Uh, yeah. Tom Selleck Superman. Oh my God! If Tom Selleck became me and then I became Superman, that's a disposable world we should be exploring right now. I want to vape that world out of someone's head. <laughs> Tom Selleck is Superman. Tom Selleck is Superman. Come on, we live in a world where Nicolas Cage was almost Superman. There's definitely got to be somewhere where Tom Selleck. <laughs> that's that's also true. Made it. The Man of Steel. Do you think they would have digitally removed his mustache? Yeah, like Henry Cavill's or whatever. Because he would not have let them shave it off. That's for uh, sure. They would have just blurred it out because it's too sexy. Yeah, it just would have been, it just would have been pixelated. Or if you shave it on his painting, do you think it shaves his mustache? Well, what I'm, what I'm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you painted over his mustache, would it like disappear? I'm also wondering if, like, if you painted Tom Selleck's mustache so perfectly onto your own portrait, would you have his mustache? And would it disappear? Would it disappear from all paintings of Tom Selleck and be on yours from then on? That's a good question. I wonder how like stringent 
strictly you have to match your painting how strict it is like because if you if your painting was painted of you while you had a afro um mm. yeah do you always have an afro do you always have an afro can you can you like not because you're immortal as long as that painting exists or imagine like all those paintings by children who are just like misshapen and bad <laughs> and it's like hey yeah. mom i i painted you and then they open their eye, they look up at mom, and she's like a horrifying, misfigured monster now. Yeah, say that, like, mm-hmm. you are you turn out to be just the worst guy. Like, you turn out to be the Hitler of the world. And the only person in the world that still loves you is, like, your three-year-old child. And everywhere out there, they have burned and massacred all the paintings of you. And the only one that exists left is your three-year-old child's rendition of yourself. Do you automatically become that? you turn into that i don't think that's how it works because like i think the whole point of it is that the painting is supposed to like the painting is reaching out to whoever most closely matches it you know so if you if someone paints you with a really fucked up face or whatever then it might reach out to like some innocent burn victim or oh, something yeah yeah so the painting has to be like you to a t well it has to be able to at least tell it's you i think and maybe it's not about it like literally uh changing your form you know because that's not what happens in dorian gray because this is this does true. very specifically it, say that it has to be Dorian Gray rules. It's, it's the opposite. <laughs> Maybe we should start looking into what's going on with our paints and canvases. Because I feel like there's some sort of weird shit going on where. I mean, if if you're using like unicorn blood, this kind of seems like that sort of a a thing. Um. All right, let's throw a little bit more in here. Um. <laughs> all right, there's a few that are real fun, so I'm gonna throw them in real quick, actually. <laughs> Uh, 12 time Tony says astrology is true, uh, which that's fun. But also I want to throw in Starbeard boy says the world's government is structured on a strict UFC based cast system. So an ultimate, <laughs> ultimate fighting championship based <laughs> cast system, which I imagine is like your rank or was it like heavyweight versus like medium weight? Or is it like your, your record, like your undefeated record versus people who have lost like five bouts or something like that? In some way, our government strata is composed of people who have to kick the shit out of other people to maintain. Well, definitely at the bottom tier is the people who decide not to like participate. That's the lowest point of the caste system. Like the spectators. Yeah, the spectators. Yeah, if you're a spectator, that you're just like Joe Nobody, basically, and you have no political power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a voter. You don't even have power over yourself. Yeah, like, exactly like a voter. And then after that, you've got people who have been into the ring and just had their ass handed to them. That's like the next step. State representatives. State representatives. That's a that's a jump. <laughs> that's a, actually a really big jump. I was going to say maybe student body council. I guess there's yeah, yeah, student body council. There's also like there's also like yeah, city council. Like uh HOA homeowners association like board members. Yeah, yeah. Neighborhood those watch people, those people. Mm-hmm. PTA. PTA. This yeah. is the world's government though. The International Parent Teacher Association. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so you've got spectators, people who've been in the ring and just had their ass handed to them and just like suplexed into a wheelchair. How many suplexes do you think happen in UFC? I don't How know. many suplexes do you think have been done into a wheelchair? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I would imagine <laughs> that if you do it right, it always ends in a wheelchair. Well, I mean, yeah. At some point, down the line. Not, yeah. <laughs> but like... How often is there, like, a wheelchair conveniently right there in the fighting ring? They're like, hey, we brought this out for you. You're going to need it here in a second. If the, if the world's government is structured upon a UFC-based cast system, I would say there's probably wheelchairs. That's true. We're fucking prepped. We're ready. The ring's going to be lined in wheelchairs. Yeah. Just wheelchair ready. 
Yeah, they're in the ring. The question is like, okay, so our political system as it stands, you can only challenge to be president every four years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming after you. (laughs) Do you think this is the same sort of thing? That like, do you think the same rules will apply? Where like you can only there can only be like a presidential bout or a president of the world bout every four years or whatever. Uh, Every WrestleMania. Yeah, how yeah, how often does WrestleMania happen? Like every year? It's it's yearly. Well, this is UFC. It's not WrestleMania. That's true. I don't know. I know a lot less about UFC than I do WWE. I don't know a goddamn thing. I'm pretty sure they fight though. I know. Yeah, people fight each other. I don't know anything about like tournaments or championships. There's a lot of suplexes. There's a lot of mm-hmm. wheelchairs. There's a cage. Every year you can have a new champion. I would imagine there's at least what? one opportunity. I would imagine. I mean, how like God, if it, international like the government's the governmental stability of our world is going to be pretty fucking shaky, man. Hey, it's based off of USB UFC now. Like, we're, we are going to have some we are going to have some really strong people in office. That's for sure. Yeah, they're really strong, but they're only going to last about four years. Except you get your like occasional Undertaker who stays there forever, <laughs> you know. And is like in his eighties, and is somehow just it's a fucking, fucking muscle man that every everyone else just goes easy on him. You know, I think it's like you're drawing oh, this... too many parallels between WWE and UFC. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know what? I I don't this... know enough about the two, but I'm pretty sure at least one of them is faked. <laughs> and, one just... of them is faked to the point where it will allow an eighty year old to be a supernatural uh, <laughs> Grim Reaper. So then that just goes back to my first point, in that these people are only gonna last about four years. Yeah, I mean, like... Like, at most, you know? You've got between 25 and 30. <laughs> or probably, like, 22 and 26, you know? You're definitely like, probably not going to be interested in running for office again if you make it... If you become president. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. pretty fucking tired after that. It's This is this is a one-and-done kind of career. Because, so, the, the probably... There's probably a lot of casts, and the second-highest cast, they're probably the only ones who are allowed to even compete to become president of earth well i mean it's it's kind of like um like the like the the circuit or whatever it's like you if you are like the best ass kicker in your state you are like the governor or whatever right um Mm -hmm. yeah and it maybe there's different fighting styles so like the senator like maybe he's like uh like i'm gonna go move to one of those pussy states (laughs) (laughs) so like bare knuckle boxing is like senators and like, but the governors like they still get the gloves and the knee pads and shit like that. And then um, it may just like a different style or whatever. Or maybe if you're really yeah, if you're really ready to go into the brutal shit, that's when you go into like the federal level of like it's a it's just a bloodbath. Yeah, it's a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, it becomes more like WWF and WWE. I would imagine because I mean, there's not really much difference between a lot of our senators and like. These fucking phony baloney characters, uh, you know, they're just up there yelling yeah. into microphones and shit, and then like they fake a bunch of fights and matches and stuff, and then nothing changes. You know, I I imagine. No, I think a- this is like totally honor based, man. It's all about the just the beauty of two ripply muscled out people just going at it mm-hmm. and just beating the fuck out of each other. Two, two or more, because I imagine the the election for president is just a. I wonder if there if there are like preliminary matches and the main match just between the two. Oh yeah, 
uh, strongest candidates, or is it just a last man standing or last man or woman standing well, situation? Tandem activities are all the rage, so I imagine that there is a tap in and tap out. <laughs> well, that's because well, that's you have that's, you have your vice president uh, strapped to your back. Yeah, <laughs> your vice president you. candidate. Well, it's a tap in tap um, out situation. You know, it's like maybe a... how it works is your vice president is not even technically a participant. So it's kind of like a master blaster situation <laughs> where the pre- the president is the blaster and the vice president's the master. So the president is like trying to get through the fight while protecting the vice president because the vice president's the one who actually knows shit about politics. <laughs> yeah. And the more uh, brain damage he takes, makes... the less <laughs> the less you're going to get done in your term. Yeah. yeah it, it's exactly. going to be a lot harder. Dude, that is a really good idea. See, I, okay. I would be full on for this situation. God. No, if if literally, like, if if our presidency right now was Donald Trump on the back of like a big, like racist, like leather face sort of a thing, like I could I could see that. Like at least I would, you know, I could be like, okay, I get this very obvious. Oh, what it's this all about. this makes sense. I I understand how this guy won. Yeah, and then um. His opponent would be somebody like a Bernie Sanders on the back of like fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson or some shit like that, and they go Do to you think town. Dwayne would support Bernie. What's that? Oh, I would totally. You think su- Dwayne would support Bernie? I more so than Trump for sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Who, no, that's true. I'm yeah, not sure true. who the beefcake powerhouse is that like Bernie Sanders would be underneath of. I gotta say, one of the most dangerous places I can think of to be strapped to is the back of Dwayne Johnson at any point, <laughs> let alone in a fight. Yeah. And so, man, if they get into the ring, and the object, the object is to give the other opponents, politicians, so much brain damage that they cannot effectively govern, and have, they have to be pulled out of office. Like that's yeah, the then, thing. Yeah. Four years later, the constituents remember this. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about the president being the one who's fighting and the vice president being the one in the back. That's not what, the other way around. You know, the vice president's the one in the back, and then the president is... So Trump so, so, so Trump would just be the vice president. I mean, it's just whatever. This is semantics now because Trump is still... <laughs> you, know, you know Donald Trump wouldn't accept that. Donald Trump would fight. You think so? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I guess he has such an inflated personality that he would think he could do it. He does he have those totally, big hands. He would fight for it. He's got those big, strong, meaty hands. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a big strong man, and he has a good for grabbing. He things. has a massive ass that could just take a serious pounding without. Oh yeah, taking any damage at all. I mean, have you seen his ass? His ass is like a fucking ham hock. He's got like two big ham hocks going halfway up his back. All he has to do is just turn his ass around and let the guy wear himself out by fucking just wailing on that shit for half an hour. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where people just beat up Homer and fall over. Yeah, because it doesn't feel fucking anything. <laughs> I mean, I could get down. I could get down with this. Like tap in, tap out. Not even that. Yeah, I, I think the master blaster presidency is the way to go. <laughs> the thing is, uh, if astrology is real, um, mm. yeah, that's that's going to throw the whole presidential election thing kind of for a loop. Uh, maybe the former president determines, or the current president at the time determines when the new elections take place. You know, like they're trying to, to, to get like a home field advantage by picking it at a time of the year that matches with the star sign of their favorite the, the, candidate. Yeah. Pick it on a day when like things are good for them. You're, you're going to yeah. win. Yeah, uh-huh. they open That's that. just all the horoscope says. It's like, ah, oh, today's the day. Yeah, they open the newspaper and they've got a five star um, horoscope and their opponent has a three star. But yeah, that, that works real well up until one time your your opponent comes up, same sign. 
Oh, fucking shit. Virgo too. Oh, you know? shit. You, you, me, we're the same. What like the the candidates actually probably want to keep that under wraps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's something you you keep that you keep that secret. Because it's like Gemini, you're an un, unstoppable fucking force unless it's against a Capricorn. The date, <laughs> the date and location of your birth. That's that's secret information. Yeah. Uh, but birthers would be all over this shit, though. That's there would be more of a reason to be all over this shit. <laughs> yeah, if, if you feel like Barack Obama got shit in his presidency, this would just be all over the place. He wouldn't be able to prove what... Barack Obama would probably be his own vice president. Probably he's got some. He's got height and, and reach. I guess this is a one world <laughs> government, though, so it doesn't really matter where you're born at this point. Well, I, I think like there there is like a full. astrological sign that is not just like what month but also like where the earth or not not where where the earth was relative to the sun because that's the same but like yeah where the moon is and and whether or not it was night or day and all sorts of other stuff i think it's more about where the moon was the night that you were conceived yeah i I think there's a lot of it because astrology's weird people saying stuff but it's real you can't now. say that here it's true man. i know That's it's it's real. true in this world but it's Being still an astrologist would be a lucrative career i'm not saying it's not true i'm saying they're weird yeah well yeah i definitely i remember being uh at work one day and a lot of uh of my coworkers were going off about astrology and about how true it is and how the last time there was like some blood moon or something, they were like, oh yeah, blood moon, it means like a great change will happen. And it's that's around the time that I moved to the new city with my husband. And I was thinking like, a great change will happen. Is that for every fucking person on earth? Yeah. <laughs> Who was born a goddamn person experienced like a great, huge life altering event. I remember the last time? blue moon or blood moon. I looked up in the sky and I saw it and went back to doing what the fuck I was doing a minute ago. Which normally I wouldn't do that. It was a huge, huge change. Mm-hmm. World's government structured on UFC fighting based cast system again runs into the sticky pickle of every time that you break a bone, you can see 30 seconds into the future. Mm-hmm. Is this a good way to shape policy? If you, uh... if you have, if you have a president who is such a profound ass kicker that he is just busting bones left and right, he's able to see far enough into the future. Yeah that his policy will be shaped by that. I think that's exactly who you want, you know? Well, the thing is, like, there are two horses to back here. There are two future, future viewing horses to back here. <laughs> back back to back because they're tandem. Yeah. You can either go full into bone breaking to get your glimpses of the future, or you can get, you can just study, go to the best schools for astrology, Harvard of astrology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> There's two paths in this world. And in the middle of the fight, it's definitely it's going to be in a ring beneath the open sky, mm-hmm. so that you can keep a, keep an eye on your star sign while you're fighting. In this world, would you paint yourself? Would you have somebody paint you with a giant tail with like a ton of bones in it, just so that you could like <laughs> stomp on it and break them over and over again? I thought we already established that the painting doesn't alter the person. That's pretty good. I was I was going to bring up whether um, all these fights have to happen with like paintings on either <laughs> side of the ring so that you can tell how fucked up that person's getting. <laughs> you know, like, like how else are you going to know? These people, they are, they are flawless and beautiful. Uh-huh. But once you look up at that, pe- that painting, you can see that Jimmy has a black eye, you know, and man, he's, he's not doing so Jimmy great. Per- President Jimmy? Jimmy? <laughs> president Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy for president. Yeah. 
Jimmy's a great fighter. What can I say? It's like in that the original Doom video game. Like you're playing first person, and like you had a little a little picture of your of your character's face <laughs> down in the corner, and the closer to death you became, the more yeah. bloody and fucked up and angry he yeah. became. Yeah, you see a you see a one guy take a real good punch right in the face, and then it just like <laughs> flashes. <laughs> He's got a bloody bloody. I painting. think if that's the case, I would want to have uh, my painting of myself be kind of like what's that da vinci painting of the or drawing of the human body oh the the, the, the man uh the i can't remember what the something the, man yeah the like the i know what you're talking about the, the foreskin man the guy man the foreskin man <laughs> yeah. uh I, i'd want mine to be like the foreskin man where i'm just like kind of full body spread eagle so i can see all the parts of my body to know what's getting fucked up <laughs> Ooh, he really got me in the gut there Oh. oh, my dick fell off. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Gonna have to deal with that later. Uh, So, I have a question for you. Like, or, or for Steven, since Ryan doesn't know shit about this. Um, So, Dorian Gray, he's immortal, but I yeah. think he heals, right? Or um, does, does he just not take damage at all? <laughs> I don't remember in the book whether he described taking any hit points of damage. Because <laughs> <laughs> my question is, like... If you are going to use the bone-breaking tactic for your advantage, does it count if you can't actually technically break a bone? Mm-hmm. Or if it, if it mm-hmm. heals, then you could just keep breaking this. You could just have a, a dedicated break bone for every situation you need to break a bone. Yeah, yeah. this is my this is my broken bone. Yeah, I just re-break it constantly. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't I don't remember is like I don't remember anywhere in the book whether he like cuts his hand or anything like that. I think I'm basing it off the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's probably because yeah, I don't I don't remember anything in the book like that. But it's also yeah. like I said, been ten years. So, because uh-huh. that'd be sweet. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this world. Yeah, you know. All I know is Tom Selleck would be president. <laughs> he, so? he would. He'd be fantastic. I mean, as the guy riding the back, no, the president. So he would be the fighter, and who would be his vice president, shaping policy. Well, th- you see, this is this would is taking place in a world where Tom Selleck never aged, mm-hmm. and never does age. Uh-huh. So he'd probably be president forever. Actually, so the painting of Dorian Gray, the portrait of Dorian Gray, uh, you don't age, and is that from when the painting is done? Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of immortal kids out there. If that's the case. <laughs> very, very lots of children running around. That was my understanding of how that worked in the book. So, because like, if you do that painting, that that triggers pulled, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the moment he was locked into. So, like, you can't just destroy that painting and start fresh. I get. I mean, I wonder if you can paint over it, but then you'd just be guessing at what this person looks like when they're older. Mm. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, they're stuck as a seven-year-old. Is there a way to destroy the painting without killing the person? That's a good question. You just draw a real goofy mustache on it, like Tom Selleck's. And it breaks the curse. Oh, so the painting can no longer identify that yeah. person. Yeah, Tom Selleck's mustache liberates all humanity from this curse. So, the, so the <laughs> painting is like, well, this isn't Jimmy, the seven-year-old boy. You don't this have is a mustache. Timmy, the seven-year-old boy with a mustache. I think this is actually a picture of Tom Selleck. <laughs> a young Tom Selleck. Who would have thought? Then Tom Selleck dies for our sins. Speaking of people dying for our sins, there are a lot of paintings of Jesus. That dude is still around. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of that guy. Yeah, how many? How many were were very many of them contemporary though? I mean, Ooh, that's a good point. I, s- someone in his time period must have painted, painted him. 
Yeah. Like right there as he's as he's up on the cross, you know, oh, someone's like, "Oh god, I got to try and get this guy now." <laughs> Thanks. Is it just paintings or can you do it with like magic marker? And what happens if you erase the magic marker? Yeah, can you do it with like a dry erase pen? What you know that paint on TV that you see for kids that's like washable? Mm. Or as or is it as soon as you do the painting since it's supernatural bullshit that painting is like now as immortal as the person, at least in terms of the painting. You can still kill it. But like the paint's gonna stay in that same sort of place. What if it's macaroni art? <laughs> I feel like this is why the um, Muslims like didn't do like they were very much against this. Like you couldn't make pictures just of- on the off chance they were all uh, doing grays. Yeah, I mean they just kind of saw yeah. this coming already. They read that book and it really freaked them out. They yeah. really scared them. They yeah, they were very concerned about their prophet Muhammad. Yeah, like I mean, any any pictures that you make are just gonna be this this giant can of worms that we've opened up, and it's just not thinking about. It. So let's stick to geometric patterns and abstraction, and that that'll be good enough. That'll that'll work for us. Do you think like Muhammad broke so many bones <laughs> that he saw all the way into like this horrifying painting situation happening? That's what I was thinking. They made like a chamber of bones, of dry, dusty bones, and he just like fucking went to town in there. Is that the cave that he found? Is that the cave that he found and he went into? It was just like a mass burial grave. He just stomped it up and saw just so started smashing some bones. Yeah, turns out that's what that's what that's what happened to all prophets. You know, there's usually like a period of a prophet's life where they go off into a cave and break a bunch the wilderness of and they're on their own. Uh-huh. Yeah, they all find the same cave and they just <laughs> smash some bones. They come back having seen so much. Mm-hmm. Is that what like a, a spirit quest is? How do you think Genghis Khan was so successful? He murdered so many people. Mm. He had seen like all his life and the future. He nearly conquered the world. You know what if? Oh my God! What what if you see so far that you can like like lay a seed for the destruction of? Or, or for like an inevitable revenge or takeover. Like Genghis Khan broke so many bones, he saw like five hundred years into the future. Yeah, and he saw that if he did one specific thing right, he could he could lay like a uh, a chain of a, a chain of events that will I don't know lead to his resurrection or if he could like just Khan's taken over if, again. If he or, could just bone the, enough girls to where he had thirty percent of his the world's population having his shared DNA. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good trick too. Yeah, he'd eventually be able to skin ride all those people. That's true. What a, like once you're seeing past your own life, you're seeing through the eyes of your descendants. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how he did it. He had to. He had to create all of these descendants so he'd be able to see anywhere. Genghis Khan is still living on in us. Everything you do, everything you do is the will of Genghis Khan. Uh, yeah, about eight percent of the men in the region of Asia, stretching from northeast China to Uzbekistan. About 0.5% of the world total, which is still pretty good. That's pretty That's, fucking good. I mean... That's more than you or it, I yeah. combined. For one dude. Yep, <laughs> one in 200 men. And that's only the Y chromosome, so it's the men. God only knows about women. But Genghis Khan only birthed men. <laughs> All of his <laughs> descendants of his were men. It's very weird. <laughs> it was that powerful. Yeah, it's like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. where he gets pregnant. Only it's Genghis Khan, and it's all men. <laughs> it's just men. All the way down. He traveled 30 seconds into the future and impregnated himself every time he broke somebody's bone. Oh, God. 
That make that that makes sense. That stacks up. Yeah. God, this is a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What are the ideas again? Every time you break a bone, thirty seconds to the future, tandem activities. Tan yeah, tandem activities. We haven't touched on that very much. We had a lot of ideas that we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit about astrology or UFC or tandem activities. You need friends to do that. See, I barely even know anything about the WWF or WWE or whatever it is now. But I know yeah, but a I lot. Can at least, I can at least hold an intelligent conversation about it. I have some knowledge. <laughs> I can make jokes about Triple H. I kind of wish you know? I had, actually, the ability to watch the WWE a lot. Because I, I feel like I could really get into it. You know... That has that has more and more become one of my biggest regrets in life. Oh, is that you didn't watch a lot. Of I WWE. think back on a young version of uh, a young version of myself, and I remember like hanging out with the kids at the, in the schoolyard, and them all talking about mm-hmm. WWE. And I remember being so proud of myself because I wasn't, I, I didn't fall prey to the the false, yeah, uh, like how how fake and stupid it was. So I remember thinking like, oh man, you, you idiots, why are you watching this shit? It's fake. Yeah. And then years later, I realized, oh my God, that's the fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the goddamn point is that it's fake. It's fake and great. It's just a soap opera for guys. Yeah. And now I regret, like that's years of entertainment I missed out on. Yeah. I, I um, When I was in college, I had some friends that were still, like they would watch it every, like whenever it came on. I guess I don't even fucking know when it came on. But these dudes were really great dudes, but they were like, they were into it. Like, they would watch it every week, and they'd be like, oh, shit, dude, the fucking Undertaker's coming back this week. We gotta watch him. They would talk about it. And it was like, I could never knew if and it you was... felt I, left out. I never knew if it was, like, ironic or not. And, like, yeah, I never watched it, because I was like, <laughs> I don't quite get it. But, like, looking back on it, man, they really had a great time watching these dudes, these roided-out <laughs> dudes, wail on each other. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I think it's one of two things. I think it's either you'd get into it when you're so young that it is sincere or mm-hmm. that you're old enough to where you start watching it ironically and then you fall in love with yeah. it. Yeah. There is no in between. Well, there's like, so my buddy was telling me about this Spanish language version. I can't remember what it is, but like they took the whole WWE thing and then like basically turned it up to 11. So where they, there's like the drama part of the God, w- I thought it already was 11. No, they, they took the drama part of it, you know, and then like turned that into actual like television stuff. So it's like a real, it's like a real deal soap opera where it's like scripted, like television show stuff happening off stage. But then they take that onto the stage to resolve it, you know, like, like in, you know, like there's the drama that happens backstage on the WWE and stuff like that. But then they turned it into like, you know, like actual sets and like camera angles and stuff and turned it into a real <laughs> drama. But then they do resolve the actual battles out in the ring in front of a studio, like ring. a live audience. That's pretty great. You know? And it's a Mexican-based one. I can't remember what it's called, but like it's fucking big time in Mexico. And the story... There's a lot of disappointed listeners right now. I know. We want to know what this thing is called. Know. We're not, not going anywhere. <laughs> I feel like we ended the episode like a good five minutes ago and now we're just talking about shit. And we're just talking about wrestling. Yeah, and our regrets. This not has watching. been our best material so far in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the saddest, the saddest set of regrets though. Is like adult males sitting around talking about how they wish they'd spent more time watching WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think that sounds like a, a either a life really well lived, really well led, or horribly poorly Just led. A complete lack of goals. We really fucked it up. 
That's on your deathbed. I just wish I had. If seen... I could do, if I could do everything <laughs> over, there's, there's one thing. <laughs> that's just change. the one thing I would change. I wish I could. I wish I broke enough bones as a kid to see into the future and realize mm-hmm. what an idiot I'd be. How great WWE really was. When I'm in the hospital bed, nursing on my face, on my on my broken bones, I'm like, please, please turn it to WWE, please God, <laughs> let me, I, uh, let me shuffle off the mortal coil, being just satisfied with the amount of WWE I watched. I made a lot of money. I had a great family, but I just wish I'd spent more time watching WWE. I think that's why so many of our episodes always refer back to WWE. It's our regret. Because we are all so horribly depressed over the fact that we yeah, never got into it. it. It's our greatest regret as yeah. a group. I wish Netflix would have a WWE sort of a thing. Then I could get into it. I don't have cable. Uh, if Netflix had it, I would definitely watch it. Why don't we start sending some emails to all Netflix? All 90 years of it. Send some emails. Get, get the WWE in. We'll start their um, own shit. They could get The Rock on that shit. No problem, man. Like, he's on half of the stuff. Yeah, the Rock would back anyway. that fully. Yeah. Get everybody, get seen up on that shit. Get the Undertaker, dig his ass up. Whatever he's doing, he's probably dead. Rest in peace, Undertaker. I would love to watch it and learn where The Rock got the name The Rock. Like, was that, <laughs> did that come from any specific fight, any any event? Like, did he have a different name previously? Was that just the, the random stage name they chose for him? I don't know. Because right now, looking at him, it makes sense. He is a rock. But when you look at the younger version of Dwayne Johnson, he's a little... He's 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 big, I guess. He's big, and he has a fanny pack. Yeah, he's got a fanny. He's, pack. he's big, but he's no rock. Yeah. He's not compared to the rock that he is now. Yeah. When he gets old, they're gonna call him the Rock of Ages. That was terrible. Yeah. Show's over. Fuck you. End of episode. <laughs> All, right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's been an episode, apparently. Legally, legally, mm-hmm. and technically, that has been a world. There she blows. We we fulfilled our legal obligation <laughs> to record our, the show. Our community <laughs> service hours have been completed for this week. Uh, I want to thank all of our um, submitters: Chef Robert Irvine, twelve time Tony, Tosh's Delight, twelve time Tony again. Thank you, Starbeard <laughs> Boy. Um, can't do it without your submissions. Um, hit us up on Reddit and give us ideas. Disposable Worlds is our subreddit. And catch us on Facebook. We are also Disposable Worlds on Facebook. We're Disposable Worlds in every aspect of our existence, no matter <laughs> Any, where you look. Anywhere you find Disposable Worlds, it's probably us. <laughs> and if it's not us, it's a cheap knockoff. Call the, the police. Fucking liar. Don't do not give um, them your I, money. Immediately call the police. Nine one one. Yeah. Call the FBI. <laughs> Get them on the case. I would like to thank everyone from Belafonte for the use of our theme song. Uh, Bastion off their EP Primeridian. Yeah. Steven, can I thank them too? Sure. Or is it just you? Feel free. Uh, thank you, Bastion. Or thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Who, who was it that makes our song again? Thank you, Bastion, for the song Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Belafonte. I'm Primeridian. What was that song you made for us? <laughs> All right, you sons of bitches. All right. All right, thanks again for listening, okay. and we will catch you next time. This has been Disposable Worlds. There she blows.